international physicality wise and you know they're going with them to every ball there. This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahmi. Good evening, everybody, and welcome once again here into Studio 2 here in KCLR for Come On Kind. This is Season 5, Episode 2, and I'm delighted to be joined by Anya Farrell again this evening. Anya, how are you? I'm great, thanks, Martin. How are you? I am all good. We have just been listening to the Hurling for Cancer game, which yeah. was a belter. Mm-hmm. 15 goals and 13 points to 11 goals and 11 points. And it was Jim Bulger's team who came out in the end with Cyril Farrell only blowing the whistle for two frees in the whole of 60 minutes. <laughs> I think everyone really enjoyed it. Ah, sure. And that's what, what you harm. Exactly. We like to see a free-flowing game. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> free-flowing game. Yeah. Right. Let's get to it because we had a busy weekend last weekend and I'm going to take all of the stuff off of my screen because the paper trail in front of me is just so great at the minute. Um, It's unbelievable. So we're going to go all the way back to Thursday night for the first of the Junior C League Championship games between St. Bridget's and Young Ireland's. And this was a win for St. Bridget's. Five goals and 21 points to four goals and six points. Nine 27 scored in a match that's what you like to see there was plenty of scores in that one and it was St Bridget's coming out on top so good start for the neighbours up that direction Yeah very good start for St Bridget's um, I suppose you know having won it last year um, you know the, this was the repeat of last year's final as well um, you know they, I suppose they were kind of going they'd be going hard for it they've got a lot of young players but I suppose Edwina Keane as well you know fielding on their on their junior junior C team that's a that's a huge addition um, to St Bridget's there but you certainly couldn't take away from their victory um, very very well deserved and some serious scoring 21 points it's phenomenal scoring for a 60 minute return it certainly is Mm -hmm. and what a way to kick off our league and championship campaigns because we went on then to Friday night and I know I was in Arlingford on Friday night covering a hurling game for the radio station between Clara and your own Tullerone Mm -hmm. and the weather conditions were absolutely atrocious you travelled all the way to Tullerher Mm -hmm. to see Tullerher take on Greg Namanda there was Lots of talk and chat about whether the matches should have actually went ahead or not and the whole lot. Was it really bad in Tullerher? Because I know it was really bad in Arlingford. Yeah, it was absolutely horrific the weather like you would have to applaud every player and the referee who took to the pitch that night because it was great like I think at one stage they were using the yellow ball like you couldn't see the slitter well actually now talking about this I think they should be using the yellow yeah. ball anyway because yeah. it's much easier to see it there was a white ball being used in Arlingford as yeah. well at the hurling game and I couldn't see it yeah no it was like you have to like I have to say the weather was absolutely atrocious um, but you know what both teams if they they just kind of got they got on with it there was no complaining or anything like that and you know what to be fair for the weather I suppose that was in it there was a, a a decent enough crowd at it. There was a lot of cars parked alongside um, the dugout. So, you know, people were obviously after pulling in there to watch the game. Um, but yeah, and it was, it was a humdinger of game. Obviously, the the, the elements played a, a huge part in it. Um, I suppose it was kind of not so much stop start because of like, you know, fouling. I suppose the weather impacted like the, the breeze was just, it was pulling the ball out over the sideline. It was just, it was absolutely crazy. But I, I have to say like, it was like, it's my first time kind of seeing Greg Namana hurl um, as a whole, seeing Tuller hurl as well. It's my first time seeing them. Like I would have seen them in the seven aside, which we all know is completely different. And I have to say, I was really, really impressed. I think I was probably more impressed with Greg Namana 
even though Tullerher got the win in it, Tullerher seemed very consistent throughout the field. Um, and sorry, excuse my ignorance now, but their number 11 and their number 14 were certainly very, very strong um, for Tullerher. But I definitely think, you know, for Greg, Linda Cotterell midfield, like, I'm not going to say what age she is, but she has a serious engine on her. She was absolutely phenomenal. She literally was the powerhouse, a powerhouse for Greg Namana. She was fantastic. Rebecca Hayden as well. She's still only very young. I was talking to a girl at the match and she was telling me that she's still under 16 as well. And she was, she was flying. She was out around the middle of the field. She was wearing number 15 on her back. She played very, very well. Ashley Lanigan who some of us might have remembered from colleges. I think it was UCD she plays with, or UCD, or I think it was UCD she was actually playing The name does ring a bell, all yeah, right. Yeah, Lanigan, she was very, very influential there in centre forward. Uh, there was a number five, Gemma was her name, wing back. Again, really sorry, I didn't get the names, but it wasn't an ideal place to be having a pen and paper out because it wouldn't it wouldn't have actually mattered. You wouldn't be able well, to do you anything. Well, you should have been like me and using the pencil in the wet. Yeah, well, I didn't, I was too, I couldn't even take my hands out of my pocket. I was so cold. I was trying to balance an umbrella in between my arm trying and hold it over my head. I got rid of the brolly. Oh uh, no! Like so, it's absolutely crazy. But I must say, like I was, I was really, really impressed. Really impressed with both teams. But I think there was more nearly standout individual performances from Greg Lamana. But I suppose on the other side of that, it was a really good team performance by Tullerher. Like Tullerher were, you know, I suppose they're probably counting their blessings. They got a goal in the last couple of minutes. And I suppose that really kind of, you know, secured the win for them. But, you know, that game, it was literally score for score. It was a very, very entertaining. Anybody did that, did, did, that did brave the elements there were certainly treated to it. Um, and two very, very good teams. Um be very interesting where the two of these teams will go now in the championship. Yeah, well, it certainly will be interesting. Uh, let's move on then to the adults one. And I'm trying to look through my notes here from the last day. There was one postponement, um, and that was Monkine and Aaron Zone. So that fell by the wayside due to the weather. So I'm going to see if I can go down through this way. So the first one on our fixtures the last time was James Stevens versus Wine Gap. Now you predicted that Wine Gap was going to win this one. It ended in a one fourteen apiece draw in yeah. a very entertaining game on the Kells Road. Good start to the season for James Stevens, to be fair. Yeah, very, very good start. Devastated I missed this one, but I suppose you're, you're trying to go to every single match of the weekend and it's just, you know, it's physically not possible, but it was great to be able to get so many matches this time round because I suppose we're so used to the games being all played at half 11 or 11 o'clock you know the last couple of years but it was it was absolutely brilliant to see um, the games really being distributed out throughout the day because we were literally going from hurling matches to camogie matches and you know it was it was it was actually great but yeah James Stevens, that's a really really good start to the league championship for them I know they're probably looking at that they'd have loved to get a victory but I suppose when you're coming up against an opposition like Wine Gap who are always there thereabouts they're very much a seasoned senior um, senior team as well so they'll be delighted with that wine gap probably feel that they did leave it behind them by uh, behind them by all accounts um, listening to reports that are after coming back Michaela Keneally was very influential for um, for wine gap on the day um, so yeah like you know I, I think personally a very good result for James Stevens. I think they'll be secretly happy uh, secretly happy with that result um, it's still a point of peace like, you know it's you know it's better than a loss so I think they will be happy going into that and you know that point could prove vital towards the latter stage of the league championship yeah, it certainly can. All points are vital no matter what games that you're going to play, even the first round games. Right, the Kilkenny Rivercourt Junior C League game between St. Bridget's and Gordon took place at half past two. This was victory for St. Young Ireland's yeah, no. of Gordon. 6-4 to 5-2, am I correct? 
No, we we spoke about that one already. Did we? Yeah, yeah. five twenty-one to. Bridges oh, so did that one move back? Yeah, my it was paid on the Thursday. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. My apologies. Right, I need to move that one out of my fixture list then. Right, okay. Let's move on to the Michael Ling senior game between Piltown and Dixborough. You predicted Dixborough was going to win this one. They did. 115 to 110. Only five points in it. Mm. I suppose we did talk about the dials and how much of an impact maybe they might have coming back into it. Kelly yeah. Ando missing on the day. Yeah, um, a huge omission, I suppose. And, you know, also kudos to uh, Piltown and Connie Shamrocks hosting their teams this weekend. And I know other clubs did actually as well. I can't think of off the top of my head, but it was great to see because you were able to kind of put a name, a name. It was great to have nearly like a, an online programme for all the world for the game. So it was brilliant to see. Um, but yeah, by all accounts, you know, Kelly and Dial being a big omission there. We're, we don't know why or whatever the case may be. Maybe she's away injured. We don't know. Um, but I suppose... To take a positive from that, I think that they will certainly, I think that Piltown will be very, very happy that they put up a good performance against Dixborough. Um, and, you know, Dixborough obviously will be happy that they went down to Piltown and got a win out there by five points. Like, obviously you can see that the tables have turned, I suppose, to the to the fashion and the manner in which they were beaten in the semi-final last year. So I think this is just a building block for, um, this massive building block for Piltown. Um, yes, obviously they'll be devastated that they didn't get the victory there. But I think when you look at Dixborough, you're, you're looking at potential contenders for a senior county title this year. Yeah, well, a very good crowd, I believe, in Pilltown as well. I didn't get to the Pilltown one myself this uh, weekend, but weather conditions, again, if they were anything like what they were in Hogginstown when I was there, they were, um, it was absolutely unbelievable. Uh, one of the only potential venues as well I think that actually took a gate at the weekend I mm. mean it's a, a perfect opportunity for clubs to do fundraisers I mean yeah. there was a huge crowd uh, as we'll get to later on as well for the uh, St. Clair's and Emeralds game unbelievable crowd in it but good start to Dixborough so they come away with the victory we'll move on to the show's department store intermediate league game and this was Carrick Shock versus St. Lactans and we nearly got devoured <laughs> for saying that St. Lactans was probably maybe as good as we thought they might have been, but yeah. our justification in it came in the scoreline because St. Lactans 215, Carrick Shock 11 points, St. Lactans off to a flyer and yeah. played very well. Yeah, played really well, went down to went down to this match. Um was very was very apprehensive, wanted to see what Carrick Shock were going to bring to the intermediate grade this year. Um I'll be honest both teams are very physical and that was good to see it was good to see but I think when it just came to the the firepower up front Freshford or St. Lactans had um, <laughs> that little bit that little bit too much I feel like Carrick Shock really really depends on on your own and an awful lot um, from my account there she got five six she got seven of the eleven points um, you know that Carrick Shock had registered now I know she had three four of those from free three from play but still like there was even even at times that she was down helping out her own full back line moving up to her half back line and I suppose then when she was hitting the ball up n- not saying that she's not hitting it to anybody it, I just feel like they did depend on her an awful lot and you knew by Freshford or St Lactans as well that That's alright you can call him Freshford we'll know <laughs> You knew by Freshford as well that I suppose she was certainly their main threat of a player because every time you know she got on the ball Freshford literally they surrounded her in twos and threes like they were making sure that they were cutting out the ball um, they are cutting out the run 
she was making like Quiva Hickey made a run from the corner line at one stage it was like a, a, a steam train coming through and she she had to take one for the team um, you know it resulted in a free in and a free for Anya Ronan but like Anya Ronan was bearing down on the goal she had literally opened the defence straight away but you look at Freshford then on the other side you know heavily influenced by Lydia Fitz I think Lydia scored 9 of Freshford's 2.15 Julianne Berrigan getting in a 1-1 Emma Berrigan her sister getting or sorry Julianne getting 2 points Emma Berrigan her sister getting 1-1 Michelle Clean um, latching in with a goal and a point and what an introduction to her for into adults you mm-hmm. know club level you know because she's still under 16 yeah. this year so this would be her first year probably competing at adult level and by all accounts she just slotted in there nicely it's like that she's been playing all the time with these girls um, but yeah Freshford really really impressed with some of their younger players Quiva um, as I mentioned Quiva Hickey um, Quiva Bergen was very good Annie Mara is very good Tara Hickey is very good Emma Daly Carmel Mar. Their, their backs were really really solid they really were um, you know and they just they worked extremely hard now the conditions were again quite slippy very wet as well so fair play to both teams like it was because I was in uh, Hoganstown actually before that game at 2 o'clock and the like of the rain Mm. and it actually came in patches because it would come in a spell so you'd have a rain for 10 minutes to stop the sun would come out you'd come back then again in another 10 or 15 minutes and the downpours in it but I have to say Carrick Shock was looking fabulous for um, the hurling game so I can only imagine like it was still very the pitch and all held up very very well even though there was a senior hurling game on before us but um, yeah um, a good victory for Freshford and I suppose mm-hmm. talking about Michelle Killeen sure she wouldn't be related or come from Dowling Stockshire mm-hmm. unless she was related to Sheila and uh, <laughs> Paula two of yeah. probably the greatest backs even to come out of uh, St. Lactons as well I, did Sheila actually play in the backs I know Paula definitely played in the backs but I'm I'm ninety percent sure Sheila did as well. Yeah, I must ask her. Well, we we like the lads were kind of um, you know making fun of Sheila, saying if she uh, Michelle got all the hurling from Decky that she got nothing from <laughs> got nothing from not got nothing from the Dowling side. Well, whoever said that, I tell you side. one thing. You know, was looking for a death wish, so they were. <laughs> I think they're. I think they're trying to say that Paddy and um, young Decky as well. All their hurling came from Decky. Didn't come from <laughs> Sheila at all. <laughs> so Decky was the proudest punch they were taking it. So I'm telling you, yeah. why wouldn't he be? So. Yep, good start to St. Lactons, but Carrick Shock, they do all right at the intermediate grade? Yeah, I think, do you know what? I think, I think they probably, it was probably a, to come up against Freshford in your first game I think that was going to be a tough battle for them I think physically I think Freshford are they're quite strong and I think it kind of made Carry Shock realise the level that they need to be up to now the Carry Shock team you know there's some very there's some really good fantastic young players there as well um but I do think they're going to I do think they're probably there were and maybe listen it could have been just an off day but I think their main concern would be that the firepower up front and their dependency on on your own and listen every club has their they depend so much on one specific player but I suppose that's probably just a learning curve for them but other than that like listen I think they'll come out the next day I think they know what they need to do now um, and they can only improve on at the weekend Right let's move on to our next one and that is in the Senior Camogie League it's Barrow Rangers and Young Ireland you did say that Barrow Rangers was going to win this one now it was a tight tense affair as well yeah. it ended up Young Ireland 2-6 Barrow Rangers 1-8 or 12 points to 11 you can't get much tighter than that one point good win for Young Ireland disappointment I suppose for Barra Rangers but still they'll take solace like that you know they were there or thereabouts one point 
it's terrible to lose by a point but then again you're so close it may have been a draw and they could have maybe even potentially got the win Yeah big big result there for Young Ireland's uh, big result for John Campion his first year and as manager of Young Ireland's as well he'll be happy with that um, again they just have to, to move on from this Bar Rangers I suppose listen they're going to have to do a bit of regrouping that was always going to be a little bit that was always going to be a local derby there that game anyway It was there's nothing ever between those two teams um, and by all accounts sounded like an absolute cracker of a game again two very very physical teams two teams that will be kind of looking further down the road with regards to you know the latter stages of a championship as well um, so yeah very very good results there for Young Ireland's certainly was it's always good to get your first point on the scoreboard let's move along now to the, the Shaw's Intermediate League game this was the Roar and Moonkind which took place on Saturday evening uh, it was moved to the Roar because of the festival was in Ennestig nevertheless there was high enough scoring in this game as well because the weather Saturday evening really wasn't conducive for any kind of hurling now I don't know whether they had rain or not in the roar but certainly in a lot of places there was but Moonkine did come away with the victory in this one 110 to 6 points I suppose Moonkine starting nearly where they finished last year you know they played yeah. very well in the, the league and then got to the semi-final of the championship and James Stevens only bet him James Stevens then went on to win the, the county title as well so a yeah. good start for the Munkine women Yeah really really good start for Munkine and I think Munkine will be looking to go that step further this year and you know I think they're probably going to maybe look at trying to do what James Stevens have done you know come through the ranks quite fast going from junior intermediate to senior I think that um, I think that Moonkine are going to look at maybe trying to do the same as them there and that's that's a really really good result there 110 to, to 6 points and I suppose you're looking at Roar and Steeg who you know, beaten in a county final last year, a lot of people would automatically tip them to kind of be in a county final again this year. But if Moonkind keep on working the way they're working, you know, I suppose for um, Rowan Teague, it's all about just, you know, putting this game now behind them and moving on. But Moonkind are a very, very strong team and they're going to have a lot to say as well in this championship. I suppose they will. Like, they still have a lot of the players that's there from last year. You know, you still have Sarah Crowley is still there. Yeah. You have Mairead Corkerton who is yeah. there. You know, Emily Crowley. I'm just looking down through the list here. Lorraine Delahunty in the middle of the field. Myrne Gannon, um, who normally plays wing back there as well. So there's uh, plenty of names there on that list that mm-hmm. uh, was there in the semi-final last year. You move along then to the Roar and Asteague and... You you know, I suppose a bit of a surprise that uh, Emma Kavanagh wasn't playing on goal because um, I see here that Katrina Ryan uh, was actually playing on goal. But you have still the likes of Aideen Foskin that's there, Anya Gannon, you know, Christine Ling. Yeah. You had... Um, and Christine Ling would have been missing last year because she was travelling. You know, so that's, you know, that's an addition back into the Rornish League squad as well and Katrina Ryan like you know former inter-county goalkeeper as well like you know what what a what a, what a player to be able to be oh, slapping into I'm actually wrong well. because the uh, the top 15 is usually the the ones that's in but uh, I'm completely wrong I'm looking at the numbers here now and Emma was actually playing on goal oh. um, she's down here as the number one Quiva Kermortisher was uh, in as number 10 um, who else had we there? You had Rachel Dwyer because I was actually seeing whether uh, Kriya Langton and a couple more of them was where Kriya was actually playing um, in the corner forward position. Uh, the one that I'm looking to see whether she was or not playing which was Kelly Hamilton and uh, Kelly doesn't seem to have been there hmm. at the weekend. The, the number is crossed off there. So um, not a great start for the Roar but you know it's early days yet. It's only game one yeah. so... 
It's and you know what? Like I even feel as well. Yes, it's game one. <coughs> They're all very important games. Well, I know they are. Do you know, like, and I know a lot of people are kind of having this attitude, oh, it's it's only league championship, it's only league championship. But like... It is important to get the first win under your belt. Yeah, not, not alone just for momentum, but that result could be very, very important come your second, come your third game. Like, you know, and I suppose because you're not playing the, the teams that are in your group, you know, they're getting victories as well. You know, it's going to be, you know, it's, I think it's very, very important. Like it's, it's, it's a huge, it's a huge addition. Like I think Roman Stig will be very disappointed with that. But I suppose credit where credit's due, Moonkine, getting the first victory under their, their belts. Right. Let's move on to another uh, one that you got wrong. St. Bridget's and Connie. <laughs> okay, I literally got three <laughs> wrong this weekend, okay? It's not bad going, but uh, Connie had a very good win, 112 to 13 points over St. Bridget's. That one was in Tom Royal Park the Saturday evening as well at 7 o'clock. Although I have to say now, 7 o'clock is getting a bit too dark nearly yes. for matches because yeah. even the one on Sunday evening was uh, was getting a little bit harem scarem like for a while, mm-hmm. but still, good result for Connie. First win under the belt. Excellent result actually managed to get to this game as well and um, I apologise to everybody in Conaghy for writing them off last weekend because they were excellent absolutely fantastic their half-back line of Shannon Fee and Roisin Feeden and Maeve Walsh in particular was were absolutely Unbelievable! They were extremely good. They just held up everything there. Um, Orla Walsh at fullback was excellent. Or yeah, Orla Walsh at fullback was excellent. Katie Brennan um, in midfield, like she literally was just towering over. It just looked so effortless her plucking a ball out of the air. Um, she was absolutely brilliant. And of course, Ellen Gunner and Emma Mulhall. Amy Brennan was very good as well. Molly O'Donovan came into the fray there as well. She was very very good. Um, you know, it was it was one of those games where it was literally going down to the to, to the final wire. You just didn't know. Like there was, I think there was about a minute left. It started two minutes left. It started to rain, and the easiest thing would have been to do is just run to your car. But everybody literally just went in under tree because there was nobody leaving Tom Royal Park um, the other evening um, you know St. Bridget's went in at half time one four to nine points ahead um, now Ava Brett did have to come off I'd say after maybe I'd say 10, 10 15 minutes max um, she got a cut to her ear um, so she obviously had to be taken off um, and fair play to the St. Bridget's card they were very much like on the spot on the ball uh, when they got her all st- got her all kind of patched up and that and you know I think that probably did have an impact because she started the game really like well she got the first point from play Lauren Ronan was excellent um, she got a point from play in the first half two frees in the second half Leah Brett um, she got a super point and and the pass came in from Lauren, uh, from Lauren Ronan, and then she got uh, she was awarded a penalty too. Amy O'Connor was centre forward for for St. Bridget's Ballycallan. I thought she was excellent, kind of won the stalwarts there. Ashling Dunphy, very good. Uh, Edwina Keane, very good. Uh, Reese Delaney, I think is her name, very very good player as well. Uh, surprisingly enough, Tara Ronan and Claire Tara Ronan and Claire Dotney coming in off the bench for St. Bridget's which yeah I found very strange because like I would have been kind of looking at them going they're they're dead certs but like you know they came in Tyrone and came in straight she came in there for Ava Brett uh, first ball into her hand straight over the bar really really good but you have to hand it to Conaghy Emma Mulhall had a goal and five points 
I think it was. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Hold on now. I need. To, I had no. I had this wrote down there. Emma well, Mulhall had a goal in three. Ellen Gunner had eight points. Amy Brennan had a point. Connie are very very strong. Yeah, Dotsie did get injured at uh, County, so maybe somebody that's did say that. Why, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody did say that, but I have to say, like St Bridget's backs very very strong. But Conaghy's half back line was by far one of the strongest on the field. And even it was a right tussle between Roisin Phelan and Amy O'Connor. And even though Amy O'Connor racked up a good couple of scores, her work rate alone, but, you know, Roisin Phelan just getting in those vital flicks and hooks. Sam. But it was a very, very good game. I must say the standards was There's very, a lot very of good, good games at the yeah. weekend, we yeah. have to say. Yeah, it was exceptional. Right, let's move on then to Sunday's matches. And the first of them was the Junior C League Championship game between Danes Fort and Barrow Rangers of course this didn't happen because Barrow Rangers gave Danes Fort a walkover in this one so Danes Fort getting their first uh, win under their belt we'll move on to the intermediate league game and that was the meeting of Liz Downey and Mullinavat Mullinavat travelling to Liz Downey they have a lot of I suppose you could say Retirements, people mm-hmm. moving on to different places from Mullinavat, but Liz Downey came away with a five point victory in this one, 311 to 36. Surprisingly enough, I did see the team sheet and I saw that Philo was down to play wing forward in this. And did she play wing forward? Don't know. She was down as number 12 anywhere. I, yeah, I'm devastated now I didn't get to that because it was only over the road, but there was just, I suppose, between rushing from that match to get down to our own match, like it was just, it was just going to be too chaotic. Um, but um, yeah, like that's it would have been very interesting to see where she was where she was actually playing. Um who sorry. I was just gonna say, who's actually who did we have refereeing that one? Was that um was that Peter Burke that was doing that one? I it, think was, it was indeed, yeah. yeah. Uh where are we? So we had Ava Judy playing in full forward, um Kira Delaney playing in the wing, Kathleen Dowling playing uh midfield. And if I move to the other side of the page here, Claire Feeling was down as number twelve. And I'm looking to see if I can find a number six. They actually had Rachel Kelly down to play centre-back. Rachel Kelly, Rachel Hogan. Um, sorry, yes, so she's married. She's So she, <laughs> life history, she'd be a niece of Imelda and Esther Kendi. Yeah. She's home from Australia. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. So that's, yeah, so. Yeah, well, that's down who's down here now and is number you know six. What? That's a massive, that's a huge addition for Liz Downey. That's a really, really big, massive addition. Like Rachel has played, she has all the experience in the world having played with Kilkenny as well. Um, she would have been one of the the main influences in Cusack's in Cusack's Camogie in Sydney. Um, you know, so and that's a, that's a massive, massive addition for Liz Downey. And I must say, you know, that result, really, really good result as well. A five point victory, five point victory, fair play to Liz Downey. And I do apologise for not giving them the nod. <laughs> There's a lot of people we didn't give the nod to over the weekend. I can tell you one thing. Yeah, I know, um, Martin. We're coming to (laughs) it. We're coming to it. Shaw's department store. Also in the intermediate league, it was Danes Fort and O'Loughlin's. You didn't give O'Loughlin's the shout in this one either. And they won by four points, 12 points to eight. Very low scoring game. Even without Laura Murphy. Yeah, like really, really impressed. Um, that's a huge, that's a massive result for Lachlan Gales. I suppose Danes Fort would have probably been going into that game very, very com- confident after winning the All-County League. And, you know, that's a huge boost. It's a bit of silverware in the in the cabinet, you know, before the league league uh, championship kind of kicks off. And I think Danes Fort will be very, very disappointed with that. But, you know, huge congratulations to Lachlan Gales. That's a, that's a massive, massive result for them. It certainly is. And as I said, Laura Murphy was missing, but... 
I believe Laura Green, her usual self, yeah. was exceptional on the day as well. And you know, we've we've seen it at county level. She's still producing it for the club as yeah. well. So, which is um, what you want to see. It like certainly your is. players, if you you're, you're into county players, have to be going back to your clubs, and they need to be like producing the goods. They you should be, be seeing them being a step a, a step above. Yeah, exactly. You know, a lot of people. But um, yeah, good good victory there for O'Loughlin Gales. Uh, something coming into me now. Both goalkeepers were exceptional. I'm being told. Very good. Good. I haven't got the list in front of me on that. We must find out actually who the um, who the goalkeepers are on that one. Who was referring that? Do we know? Don't know. Anyone tell me? No. I do know who was. Yes, Connor was doing that one. Uh, I only have one team sheet at the minute on that one. Anyway, let's move on to Sunday evening because it's down here on my sheet for one o'clock, but it was actually moved to seven o'clock on Sunday evening. A huge crowd between St. Clare's and Emeralds St. Anne's. And this was a belter of a game, I can tell you. 3.14 to 2.12, St. Clare's coming away with the victory in the end. A last, I suppose you could say, ditch effort from Caroline Kendi getting the goal to put a bit of daylight in it. But this was a belter and a humdinger of a game on you, Farrell. Yeah, it was always kind of set up to be a t- set up to be a great battle. You know, St. Clair's and Emerald St. Anne's have had some serious battles throughout the years. Um, but I think St. Clair's they're going in a really, really good direction at the moment. They have a lot of good young players now that are probably that year older um, and that year stronger, I suppose, physically and mentally as well, kind of playing at this playing at this level. So that's a really, really good result for St. Clair's. Emerald St. Anne's will be very disappointed. You know, very young squad as well. I have to say that too. There's an awful lot of very young players on that team and I suppose like they're learning an awful lot. We can see that Emeralds are doing very well in the underage, in underage structure competing. I think they're in an under 16 league final. Actually, that tonight. was on tonight and yeah. uh, I have the result of that because by looking at the photographs that's been sent in to me, I think that Emeralds St. Anne's actually won that game. Same Greg uh, Namana, wasn't it? They did. It ended yeah. up 4-12 to Emeralds and Greg Namana was 3-8. So yeah, victory for the Emeralds girls on that one. I was actually at this game um, on Saturday evening and first of all, I or Sunday evening I should say, I have to say, very impressive refereeing by Vivian Holmes. Yep. Um, I've seen her doing school games. I haven't actually seen her doing uh, an adult camogie game yet, but have to say, very, very, very impressed. And hopefully Viv is going to keep at it. Uh, good camogie player as well, but she's becoming one of our experienced uh, officials as well. And yep. if she keeps at it, she will be very, very good. Neve Lahey. We've spoken about her several times at county level. Yeah. Um, exceptional. She yeah. really was exceptional. Uh, both centre-backs, herself and Orla Phelan for St. Clair's were really on top of their game mm-hmm. and they played very, very well. Uh, midfielder for Emerald St. Anne's, Eva Sumner, yeah, was Sumner. very, very good, yeah, yeah. I have to say. Um, very lively on the, bo- yeah, yeah. on the ball an awful lot. Um, Chloe Purcell yeah. uh, played centre-forward. Very good. Very good prospect, yeah. have to say. Excellent prospect there. Um, she really did stand out. And, and funnily enough, Chloe would have spent a lot of her playing days in the backs. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, well, she played very, very well now in the forwards, I yeah. can tell you. Uh, I would also have to give a shout out to Louise Hickey, the number 12. Okay. I um, have to say, did yep. yeah did Louise a lot of good a work. Yeah. yeah, she's a she's Yeah, did a, did a lot of good work. Um, and Anya Duggan, in the goal for uh, Emerald St. Anne's. Very good. She's only young as well. You know, uh, how, how can I put this without making it sound that I'm being rude? Um, 
she did what she had to do. Yeah. You know, um, there was nothing exceptional about yeah. it, but when a ball came in, she batted the ball out to the side away from yeah, the goal. The simple things the right. The simple things yeah. right, exactly, yeah. yeah. And, um, that often go unnoticed. Correct. Because you're waiting for... You know, her puck, her puck out distribution was very good as well. Yeah. So um, she was very, very good. Cleena Murphy in the other goal as well, I have to say, was um, as good as Anya. Like yeah. the, the two goalkeepers were playing very, very well. Uh, Abby Murphy hit a monster of a free Anya Farrell and it was definitely over 90 metres. Wow. Um unbelievable so she was uh, herself and Orla Phelan uh, really played very very well there Mairead Kennedy out of the two Kennedy sisters I would have to say probably had the better game mm-hmm. overall um, her blocking her uh, little flicks in just to win yeah. the ball away out of it was uh, was very very good now Caroline got a couple of scores and she did get an excellent goal yeah. to, uh, to push on for St. Clair's as well St. Clair's I think missed on you feel him. Okay. You know, she's a big, strong girl up in the forwards. She was actually sick okay. um, and they did miss her. Now, things changed when they brought on Rose Sheridan yeah. in the forward line for St. Clair's. She, um, very good holder up of the ball, you know, possession-wise, yeah. get it. Distribution was very, very good as well. But overall, I think Hannah Irish in full forward was a real handful for the um, the Emerald St. Anne's defence. Yeah. Um. And out of that battle, she probably won the battle um, against the fullback for Emeralds. And I think that was the Queer Keir Quigley. Keir Quigley. Th- or Quigley. Yeah. Um, yeah, but look, overall, I, you're right. Emerald St. Anne's will probably be disappointed. Yeah. Um, they played against the Breeze in the first half and did go in with slightly at half time. Mm-hmm. They did get the goal as well, but. St. Clair's are St. Clair's like yeah. they, don't, they don't give up and I don't know they you know they're, they're going about their business they didn't have a great all-county league but yeah. they were missing a good few of their players obviously because they were on um, inter-county duty and they yeah. were with the intermediates and that but I um, think that's probably maybe a bit of an advantage to St. Mm. Clair's this year the fact that they've had four girls on an inter-county squad who have probably been consistently playing a lot of games this year Now I have to say Afton Gray's was good on freeze. Yeah. But the same problems occurred with the intercounty games that she played the couple and that they did the other night as well. Okay. Now I've seen Afton practice in freeze. She yeah. was down in Nolan Park the day that she was and she was belting freeze from 40 or 50 yards and yeah. I don't know whether it is technique or yeah. whether it's a lack of confidence on the the more awkward freeze we'll say yeah. you know the, the distance ones in it but um, I often wonder does she does she play it over in her head too much yeah Um, you know the taking of the, now because I will say in all my years playing Camogie and being involved in teams um, I've had Afton at, with intermediates she would be there 45-50 minutes before training session mm. With yeah. bags, she takes slishers and she'd be just hitting balls over the bar. You wouldn't have to tell her to be there. She was there. Yeah. She was no, fully no. focused. She's like, you can't. You can't fall commitment or You can't no, fault no. it. And I just wonder sometimes does it does she overplay taking the free in her I head as well? She put too much pressure. Yeah, on I think she might put. But but listen, I think she's I think she's growing as a player. She's getting stronger as a player, and I think she'll eventually. I think. 
I think she'll she'll get it right. She oh, she will certainly right. will. Yeah. I mean, you know, she did get uh, a lot of scores as well, um, mm-hmm. and they were vital scores. Yeah. So yeah, no, look, that's um, that's all in the pipeline. Right, let's move on to the one, and I'm going to take great credit for this because <laughs> last Monday night, Anya Fahey or Anya Farrell sat here in the chair and told us that oh, Tullerone they had injuries and we you did. name it and the we whole did. lot and <laughs> she wasn't going to predict a win for Tullerone and her did. own team you know and she might have wrote it down herself <laughs> but she wasn't going to say it out loud so I did say Asher Thomastown is probably going to win so I'm taking credit for the ammunition that went on in the dressing room because it was said to Anya Farrell afterwards to know was the podcast being said or done on Monday evening and if it was to tell Martin Quilty that he didn't know what he was talking about. Yes. <laughs> um, well, you won though. Yeah, great game. Uh, where are we? Scoreline, 115 to 116. Now, I was actually talking to the referee afterwards because he came down to claim more and did say that... Thomastown probably, you know, I think were the eight points ahead at one stage. No, six, six. Was points. was it? Yeah, he wasn't. I I thought it was um it was eight, but there was definitely a lot of scores in this. Thomastown had a chance potentially at the end to draw the game, but he came away with a one point win, and it's two point or three points on the board for you now. Yeah, it's great. It's very good. It's brilliant. So what was all this about the injuries and no injuries and? Thank me, your co-host now, for all of the ammunition that I gave you over the weekend to say that Quilty is after writing off Tullerone and let's go and prove him wrong. Yeah, I had a picture of you pinned up in the dressing room. <laughs> I'd say you probably had, all, yeah. Like, taking shots at slishers, hitting you in the face before the match, yeah. I Take what, that, you know nothing. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first picture I'd say was put up in the dressing room. Um, yeah, do you know what? Like, um, credit where credit's due to the Tullerone girls. They were just... They worked really, really hard. Like, and I suppose, like, like to be fair, like, I, I'm not, I'm not just saying it. Like, we have been dealt huge blows with injuries. Miriam Walsh and Aideen Murphy, two huge, the two vitals, and Emer Davis as well. Crucial. They're, they're injuries that sees them out for the whole season. Um, so like I suppose like the girls just had to like pick themselves up and dust themselves off and they have like they've responded really really well and I think what has certainly stood to them this year is the younger girls that I suppose kind of started playing with us last year they're that year older and they're that year strong because I think it was like nearly a shock to their system last year as it would be for any young player coming in and I think they've really stood up and they've really kind of been accounted for it this year and they're you know they're kind of near the leaders of the team now because it is still a relatively young team there but but like, I just think like they all just went about their business themselves. It felt like because there was no pressure on Tullerone, there was no pressure on Tullerone at all. And I suppose like, like Thomason are like Thomason are still a really really good. I'm. I wouldn't like to be playing Thomastown this weekend, and I certainly would not like to be playing Thomastown in a knockout in a That's knockout fine. game. They do, um, but like Tullerone were like. The, the girls were just phenomenal I think the young girls especially really really stood up and you know I think we certainly we deserved our victory because we just kept, like we were after turnover the last day we played the last day we played Thompson we only scored three points they gave us a lesson right, in yeah. Ireland in the All-County League quarter-final or semi-final yeah. whichever one it was and you're kind of coming out from that game wondering God is it going to be one of them years? Yeah. How do you pick yourself up? But no, to be fair, the girls just, they they were just focused and it was probably the first time in a long time I've seen all 15 girls that started the game click together. Um, and and I'm not... You even made an appearance. <laughs> and I'm not like, and I'm not saying, and I'm not just saying it and I'm not trying to like big them up or, or knock us down, but 
there was no cup on offer the weekend. No. So how yeah. how did it feel being back like? Oh, like I came on for four minutes and ran around in a circle and absolutely was on. bet and then realised, oh God, if the ball comes up here, I won't be able to go to it. I'm so tired. <laughs> but um, yeah, listen, just grand. I'm just, I was just so, I was so happy for the younger, like so happy for Jess Cuddy. She was absolutely phenomenal in cornerback. She was just, she was just brilliant. She's had a tough couple of weeks. She was just absolutely fantastic. She came out with every ball that came near her. She was excellent. Anna Dahney was very, was powerful. Kira Dunn was powerful. Neve Dowlin was excellent. Um, Kier Murphy was brilliant. Murphy, like they were all like you can't pick it. Like even the girls that came off the field, they emptied their tanks. You look then at Thompson. Joanne Fitzpatrick was brilliant. She was absolutely brilliant. She's a real leader on that team. Eva Hines when she got the ball in there, she was causing trouble. Emma Farrell was causing trouble as well. I, I genuinely wouldn't like playing Thompson this week this weekend. Both goalkeepers again. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, being Ellie told Holland. both goalkeepers because people can't hear in the yeah. background but yeah I believe both goalkeepers again because the, the producer was at the match as well so she's giving us little snippets <laughs> of information here that Anya is uh, forgetting to tell us about but and I both, I'm sorry Martin am I right in thinking both goalkeepers are younger? Yes. They probably are I don't know. Very young. Yeah. Very young girls. Like, yeah. Olivia, Olivia Begley was in the Thomas Well mm. I and have only home. one thing to say on you, Farrell. You're welcome. No. <laughs> Thank no. you. Thank you, Martin. You <laughs> might you might get a Christmas card from Tullerone this year. <laughs> Let's move on to the next game in the Intermediate League. And this was Glenmore and Ballyhale. And I actually had the pleasure of refereeing this one at the weekend. And it was a very enjoyable game, I have to say. With Ballyhale coming away with a one-goal victory, 2-9 to 1-9. I probably won't be on Jackie Frisbee's Christmas card list because I did disallow a goal on her for the exact same reason that we've been talking about on this podcast about the rule with the player with the ball going in so Jackie had the ball she was going in on the goalkeeper she made contact mm. I gave the free out ball ended up in the net and I was nearly devoured <sighs> but the rule is the rule yeah anyway it didn't make much difference to them because they did go on and win but um, <laughs> you're lucky well sure look I, I only apply them as they, they come yeah. uh, but Jackie and Kiva Fenley uh, in the forward line mother of god almighty I mean they probably will hate me for saying this but for two of the probably elder states women with Ballyhale as well it was like as if they were after rolling back the clock experience, experience. It's, well yeah well people call them elder states people as well but um, like Kiva Fenley was I don't know she was like the one going back playing 15 years ago she was hitting balls over her shoulder she was yeah. running after players she was putting in blocks hooking um, just being a bloody nuisance yeah. you know and it certainly worked and the Ballyhale team just seen her doing so much and they just uh, upped their own games and upped their performance as well but um, yeah exceptional Good yeah delighted now that Ballyhale got off to a good start there and delighted to see that Kiva is still wearing the, the Ballyhale jersey and you're right like she, she was always a workhorse um, and you know she'd put in a full solid shift for you and the one thing you could never take away from her was her work rate because she's just absolutely phenomenal Certainly was. Now I have to say, uh, Edel Frisbee was yeah. very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't got my team sheets with me now because they're actually down in the car. But I know there is a girl called Kira that plays centre back, and the reason I know this is because I always take down the first names of my little bloke um, off the team sheets when I'm doing it. So Kira had a very good game. Uh, Chanel and Emily was exceptional. Um, out around the middle of the field, but uh, there was a corner forward. Dervila something was the girl's name. Okay. Um, she was a handful as well. 
Yeah. On the Mullen, or I was going to say the Mullen Devat, on the Glenmore side, um, Claire Elward and Kiva had a great battle. Kiva probably got the better yeah. of her just ever so slightly, but it was an intriguing battle that was there. Um, Mary Claire O'Dwyer um, had a very good game uh, centre back. Uh, Ava Mullally had a very good game in the wing forward but she kind of drifted back a small little bit more yeah. kind of a like a roaming midfielder and that but uh, Helen Hines I thought as well in the middle of the field was um, was very very good mm-hmm. um, you know so uh, I think Claymore would be disappointed in the performance okay that just looking in at it now on saying that Ballyhale probably had more chances that they could have won the game by a bit more but overall it was a very enjoyable game I have to say yeah um, whether both teams will progress to the knockout stages or not, I don't know. Only time will tell. Yeah, yeah. It's it's early days yet. It certainly is, but it's great to see Ballyhale back after, I suppose, what was the, the, the problems that was there at the start of the season mm. for them. Like So it certainly is great to see them there. Um, and I have to say it is great to see Jackie and uh, Kiva playing so well. Um, you know, it's just... A bit like you going back. Like, I mean, you, you 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 never forget how to do it. Do you, though? I mean, you probably miss it so much, like, and when you you're not playing and you it. see girls out playing. I mean, how many times have we spoke to Angela Dowling after matches and the whole lot and mm. Breathe was the same, like, and they'd love to be out there playing it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you know what? You're dead right. And I think somebody just said to me a couple of weeks ago, and it really does put it into perspective, like you're longer not playing than you are playing so you might as well just keep going and yeah. I was like oh god I was like right okay <laughs> let's go again well come on now I mean Bridget Mullally was still playing below on Glenmore and yeah. I definitely know she was playing into her uh, early 40s and she probably killed me now as well but anyway she um, <laughs> she was still flying I can tell you one thing Yeah. so uh, she was there There was someone was well able to hurl as well down that direction uh, St Martins and Clara didn't go ahead of the weekend that's down for the free weekend of the weekend of the 10th of September but in the Premier Junior uh, League it was the meeting of Piltown and Dixborough same two teams meeting in the senior and the junior the same weekend same result unfortunately for Piltown it was victory for Dixborough 18 points to 110 in this one so a good overall performance by the Dixborough women over the weekend yeah yeah, they'll be very, very happy with that. Um, and I suppose like it's it's two from two, I suppose, when they're coming up against um, Piltown. So they will be extremely happy. And, you know, it just goes to show the work that they're doing in Dixburg there at the moment. And again, you know, they're probably, I would imagine they're all probably training together. They have huge numbers. Um, and, you know, they're just kind of, you know, adapting to a higher level of training as well if they are with their seniors. So really, really good result again for Dixburg. And 18 points. That's a big score. It well. certainly is. Yeah, yeah, it's great to see 18 mm. points. Right, the last game then was the Roaring Estigue and Blacksome Heights and this was victory for the Roaring Estigue this time 3-9-2-7 points in that game a good win for the Roar disappointment for Blacksome Heights you know they'd be thinking to themselves that they'd be hoping to do well in the, the competition this year because they have some nice girls coming up like from under yeah. 16s and minors yeah well they would I suppose like listen obviously they are going to be disappointed in that and you know they've the blacks and whites have been there so long that they're probably kind of thinking that it, their time is, is surely ready to come there and I suppose this is memory sorry, this is Orange Teagues first year in entering a junior team is it? who? Roaring Steak. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. like I suppose, you know, the newcomers kind of coming in. But listen, it's great to see Roaring Steak coming in with the second team there as well. 
It certainly is. Um, disappointment that some of the second teams have actually pulled out the competition um, because it does affect the fixtures to a certain degree. Right, let's move on to this weekend's fixtures. Uh, the St. Lacton St. Clair's game, as far as I know, is not going ahead. That's going to the free weekend of the 10th of September. So the first meeting we have is in the Michael Ling Motors Hyundai Senior League. Round two game, this is Winegap and Conaghy. It's down for Winegap with a 2pm throw-in on Yafahi. Who's going to win this? Oh, God. Um, God, this predicting thing now again. Right. Okay, having seen Connie, I was like, I I must say I'm really, really impressed with them. But I always feel like Wine Gap are certainly one of the top tier teams when it comes to senior level. Um, but I think a massive boost would be from what Connie had after the victory over St. Bridget's of Ballycannon last weekend. Um, and I am going... I'm going to stick my neck out now and I'm going to go for Conaghy in this one. You're going for Conaghy in this one? Yes. Okie dokies. Uh, right. Let's move down and keep going down through my list here as I have them. So, uh, O'Loughlin Gales and Emerald St. Anne's confirmed for St. John's Park on Saturday at 2 o'clock. O'Loughlin's with the victory. St. Anne's with the loss in the previous. Can they bounce back or will home advantage suit O'Loughlin Gales and make it two from two? This is going to be a big one, I suppose, for both teams. O'Loughlin's obviously wanting to get a second win under the belt. Emerald St. Anne's very disappointed with, I suppose, their, um, you know, a loss this weekend. Uh, but I do think this is an opportunity for Emerald St. Anne's to really bounce back after that. And I think the hurt of maybe, you know, the result and the way they lost, you know, I think that'll probably stand to them this weekend. I think probably they are a little bit more physically stronger and I suppose Laura Murphy is obviously still a, a, a huge loss for O'Loughlin Gales in saying that they did win without her at the weekend um, be very interesting to see um, who will be picking up Laura Green and what's going to happen there for O'Loughlin's and Emerald St. Anne's but I'm going to give the nod to Emerald St. Anne's on this one Okay uh, I just had to check something there now at the minute so sorry I'm after moving my screen away from myself so you're giving the nod to Emerald St. Anne's in that right let Let's go down to the junior, the Kenny Rivercourt Hotel Premier Junior game. This is John Locks Bennett's Bridge, their first game out against Dixborough. So this has a two pm, had two thirty pm throwing. Sorry, uh, on Saturday afternoon, and it is in John Lock Park. So how do you see this one going? I'm going to go with John Locks Bennett's Bridge in this. I really feel like they're going to be massive contenders this year. Um, I think, you know, they've got a lot of really good players coming up, especially in John Locks there. They have some really good underage teams coming up. So you're going to have a couple of those girls that are going to be eligible to play um, on their junior team as well. And I suppose like they've still got, like, you know, mentioned earlier on, Vivian Holmes is going to be a massive part of the John Locks Spence Bridge team. So I'm going to give the, the nod there to John Locks Spence Bridge. Okie dokes. Uh, where are we in the next one? Intermediate. Uh, Mullinavat and Ballyhale. This is down from Mullinavat. Now, I'm just trying to get my sheet here to see what the story is with this one. This one has a 2.30pm throw-in on the 26th as well in Mullinavat. So, neighbours. You, you don't get much more neighbourly than Mullinavat and Ballyhale. So, Who's going to win the Southern Derby? Massive. This is a huge, this is a huge game for both teams. Um, Ballyhale coming off the back of a win. Mullinavat coming off the back of a loss. Are Mullinavat maybe kind of dwindling a bit? You know, a couple of retirements, injuries, players not available. Could this be Ballyhale's time? It certainly could. I mean, they're playing very, very well. Yeah. 
Do you know what? I'm going to give the nod to Ballyhale. I picked Mulvat last week. They let me down, so I'm going Ballyhale. <laughs> Which I suppose it's as good as reason as any. <laughs> right, another Southern Derby as well when we come to the Premier Junior. This is Tullahar versus the Roar Nestig. This is down in Tullahar at 6pm on Saturday evening. So who's going to come out of this Derby? Yeah, another big one there, but I'm actually going to stick my neck out now again and I'm going to hit with uh, Tullahar on this one again. I think, you know, they were certainly... I. I I know the wind and the rain that fell last Friday impacted the game an awful lot. I felt like they were consistently a, a good team. Like there was no massive like individual powerhouse that stood out. And I suppose that's a, that's a major thing when it comes to comes to Camogie as well. It's it's a whole team effort. Um, so I'm going to go with Tuller on this one. Okay, and we're actually sticking with local derbies because it really, really, really does not get much more local Referring. than Blacks and Whites and Greg Namana playing one another this is down in Tom Welsh Park in Skiok with an 18.45 or quarter to seven throwing on Saturday evening so who's going to really win this derby <laughs> hey, I don't like that <laughs> I'm going to go Greg Namana. Ooh. I'm going to give the nod to Greg Namana on this having watched them last weekend they have some really really good players there and again I can't say anything because I haven't seen blacks and whites yet. So it's probably, it's not right of me probably to 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 um, give a verdict. But I think after watching Greg Namana, I think they're good. They are, they're a good team. They have some really, really nice players there. I thought you were actually going to say a little bit more in this. Uh, right, where are <laughs> we going? Um, I'm trying to figure out because I know I have emails in all over the place um, to see what the story is with fixtures. Uh, and I'm trying to see whether any of the matches has been changed. Um, wait till I have a look here now. This is the Monday game. So that is not... No, it's not. Right, let's move to Sunday. So I'm just trying to see if any of these have changed in the meantime. So the first of these is 11 o'clock between St. Martin's and James Stevens, and the match is in Muckalee at 11 o'clock. So can the Muckalee women bait the newly promoted James Stevens? It's a clash of the same colours. But who's going to win? This is a big game for both teams, I suppose. Like, you know, St. Martin's haven't played a game yet, sure, they haven't. Um. But they are going to be obviously without the without Adele Coon and it's not going to be obviously available to them. Edwina is obviously gone as well. They're two big massive losses and I suppose a lot of pressure is probably going to be put on Katie Nolan. <sighs> it's hard to say. Um, well, let me put it another way to you. Will the fact that they have had no game at all last weekend hamper them a little bit and James Stevens had a tough game against Boinga? Yeah, it's kind of going into the unknown, like really, isn't it? For both teams, like, like St. Martins are so physical. They really, really are. Um, sorry, Lil, but you are. <laughs> You're absolutely. You're weapons, like. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to give James Stevens the nod. I'm sorry. Don't look at me like that. Don't hit me, please. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm going to give James Stevens the nod on it ever so slightly. We're going to put a disclaimer on that. St. Martin's women does not use hurls as part of weapons. Yeah, no, no, no. They um, just in case anyone starts to come no, back. But, they are, to me. but that's a good thing. They are. They're re- They're a physical team. Like physical in a good way. There's nobody going to push them off. There's no. nobody going to bully them. That's what I mean. But that's yes, that's sorry. Just to clarify that there. Yeah, because um, I don't want any emails coming and giving out to me like this. You know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, going, I'm sorry I'm, I'm sticking with James Stevens on this one that's alright he's only giving her ammunition now to come into me next Monday and say I told you we beat them sorry Lil 
Don't be saying sorry at all. She'd be, she'd be the one be giving out to us anyway. Um, right, Clarence St. Bridget's also in the senior uh, league game at the weekend. This uh, is down for 11 o'clock on uh, Sunday morning. Um, I, I, I thought that game changed. But anyway, who's going to win is whether the time changed or not. And as we say always, please check before you go to any of the matches mm-hmm. because the crowds were so big last weekend to check kilkennycomogie.ie for up-to-date uh, fixtures, announcements before you do travel out to any of the games. But come on, Clara and St. Bridget's. Yeah, let's go. Another big one, I suppose. Clara haven't, this is their first outing out. St. Bridget's obviously haven't played last weekend coming off the back of a defeat. Um, it's home venue for Clara. It's going to be very interesting to see what kind of an outfit Clara are going to be coming at this year like they are without the two O'Connell sisters uh, they were without Siobhan Curtis they were without Ashing Nolan they were without Claire Nolan there's five big massive names like just off the top of my head that are going to be there but they have a, they've been competing very well underage so those guys are bound to be coming in there Emma Shortle mm-hmm. is should I assume is back from injury um, Possibly, yeah. We know that she yeah. did have a knee injury going back. Was it with the minor she picked up the knee injury? Yeah, minor Leinster yeah. final, wasn't it? Inside in Dixborough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm assuming that she will be back she at this stage. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then I suppose, like, you know, you're looking at Leisha Nolan. She's going to be she's going to be playing a major um, factor for Clara as well. Uh, Kira Ryan is going to be there too. So Ashlyn Curtis as well. Um, I'm going to give the nod to Clara on this one. Okay. Oh, wrong button. So the Clara women is getting the nod on this one. Right. Uh, who's next? Young Ireland's in Tullerone. Oh, sure, we're going to lose. <laughs> no, not definitely not. No. no, no, no. After last weekend's victory, Tullerone is definitely going to bake Gordon this weekend. Well, I hope you're right, Mark. It'll be, do you know what? It'll be, well, I said you'd lose last week. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, no, it's going to be it's going to be another good, like we always have between ourselves and Goran, uh, between ourselves and Young Ireland, we always have crackers of a game like we do. Um, so it'll be it'll be very very interesting to see it. You know, Goran are going very very well. Had a good victory last weekend. To two uh, Fitz two Fitz sisters playing there as well. Nicole Carter is there. You know, so you're going to have Julie Lennon will be will be there. They're going to have some very very good players. They are, but on the head of oh, that. Oh God, you're loud. Am I? Sorry, now go again. No, Lil, don't say anything because I will hit you. Do I can't hit me? I'm entitled to my opinion. I know nothing about hurling, of course, but I'm entitled to my opinion. We I... know you're not a ray of sunshine, but anyway, come on. <laughs> <laughs> haven't seen Tullerone play yesterday. I haven't seen Young Ireland's yet. Yeah. I would have to say it gave a great boost to your young players yesterday. Yeah, no, they did. were phenomenal and mm-hmm. they will go in on Sunday and they won't have any fear of meeting anybody because yeah. they have nothing to fear. They all played really well. They have some very, you have some very good hurlers. Yeah. Oh, we do. Absolutely, yeah. But we'll have to go about our business now this weekend and it was a good tough match now yesterday Mm. morning as well so I would have to say on what I saw yesterday I would be giving it to Tullerone as well yeah but you can put my picture up in the dressing room now as well and use it well I didn't see any of them so I'm going to think Gorn because they're on a roll now anyway so I'll I'll just give it to Gorn again yeah you do that Martin (laughs) no it will like it will be I think I think like Gorn are always like let's be realistic Gorn are always there thereabouts when it comes to the latter stages of the championship they have some fantastic players. They really, really do. I think they underperform. I think when you, you know, get to I, a certain stage, yeah. they perform. I think they perform very well at the start at the of start, the season. Yeah. But this, yeah, while yeah. that's good, you mm. still have to carry that momentum into the yeah. knockout stages. I mean, I would have expected 
Young Ireland's to be in a county final within the last number within the last couple of years anyway well, definitely yeah because when you I suppose when you look at maybe they were winning under 14 under 16 and minor A yeah. county titles do you know so but you look at two years ago they went through the league and the, the championship part of it and they were beating teams yeah by big scores Huge and when scores. it came to the semi-finals then and you'd expect him to really win and I think actually one of them was even a local derby was it not again Thomastown two years ago I know it was again Thomastown last in, year in, yeah in Dunmore yeah, yeah. but I, I re- and you know neighbours against yeah. one another I it's like, like when they come up to the latter stages that they they kind of I don't know whether they shy away from the big day or the big day gets them I'm not 100% yeah. sure because you're dead right they have they have been winning consistently yeah. A finals at underage they have, and they like, have some fabulous players and it's kind of like you're nearly waiting for their their full breakthrough at adult level as well like you're kind of waiting for that kind of cohort of players to push on and win an adult championship yes. And I suppose that's what you're looking at. Like, you know, we've, we've named them already. Like, you got Steffi and Tiffy, and Tiffy. Fitz. Like, th- there's two huge players who haven't. And you back that up then with Nicole Carter. Like, to me, Nicole Carter is probably one of the most underrated Rated players, players in, by I think a long she'd be one of the sol- most solid backs that we've had in the county in without, a long time. Yeah, without yeah. a doubt. And everything is so effortless with her. And she's just like, her personality matches the way she plays on the field. Like she's, she's just, she's a very nice laid back kind of a girl. And you know that's the way she remi- comes back. Do you know who she actually reminds me of? Who? And she was the same kind of the style from the same club is Mikey Carey. Yeah. Mikey goes about his business you know there's no airs or graces he just gets on with the job and does the simple things and the whole lot and I was actually watching some of themselves and uh, um at the weekend and again he played very very well in the backs and Nicole does the same thing you know she just goes out does the job that she yeah. has to do you know and there's no big trumpets blasting in the background and you know here I am and yeah. you know it's just it's refreshing to see yeah, she just it's effortless correct and she probably doesn't get enough recognition for it but like you know like like I think I, I, I don't particularly like playing against Young Ireland and they're like you they have a lot of young players mm. as well now yeah. they mightn't have them as young as you but they have good core yeah, they, there's a good mix of, of experience and youth in it yeah yeah, there certainly is. I think they're they are a young team as well. Yeah, they are a young team, and I think they're going to listen. I they're very strong. They really are. Like I, I admire Young Irons. I like watching them play because I think they they're very it very. It should good. be a good match. It's a pity all those matches on Sunday morning are all on at the same time because this weekend was fabulous. Yes, yeah, still a lot of matches on like that you can get to to see etc. Just so happened that there was a lot of the hurling matches and the whole lot mm. was on the previous day. So like there's not oh, much I'm not giving can, out. I'm just we can do. Of course <laughs> you're giving out. You're always giving out to make sure. Just Janie Mac, what? What? What else? You know. Now I'm going to get a slap. I, I, I'm moving away here because I feel a, a hand coming close to me here. Um, <laughs> no, she's not flinching. I'm okay. I'm just getting a dirty look now at the minute. Uh, Carrie Shock and. <laughs> Carrick Shock and Dane's Fort in the Intermediate uh, in Hogginstown at half eleven on Sunday morning before the highlighter comes anywhere near me on you. Come on, take us out of a hole here, will you please? Carrick Shock and Dane's Fort. Very, very interesting to see. I suppose, yeah, like, let's, okay. Dane's Fort are coming off the back of a loss, which they probably thought that they should have won that first round game against O'Loughlin Gales. I really, I really do think that they would have backed themselves in that game. You've got Carrick Shock, the newcomers to the intermediate grade, had a tough day in the office against St. Lactans, but St. Lactans are one of the stronger teams at intermediate level. Um, 
I wouldn't be surprised if <laughs> Paul is going to kill me, isn't he? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Carrick Shock win here. Okay, I'm so gonna, you're gi- you're giving the nod to Carrick Shock, yeah. and I have to concur. Okay, well, Jim, if the two years concurrent, I tell you one thing: we're in serious trouble here. Oh, <laughs> no. Hold on, well, one sec now. We're, before we're all one, on one sec, till I turn you down first. I did made the mistake the first time, right? No, I have to agree with all you. Haven't been at the Carrick Shock Saint Lactans match the other night. I think they might be a tad too physical. Mm, yeah. They're they're physical they're girls. They're physical girls. Which is gr- yes. it's, it's good. It's what they oh, need. Oh, physical in a good way. Yeah, it, and it's what they probably needed stepping up into intermediate yes. level. Um, so, but yeah. having been at the Danes Fort match yesterday, I think they might have a little bit too. Now, of course, I know nothing about her, and I'm probably going to be completely wrong, but. <laughs> time will tell. Yes, time will tell. Well, at least you can be wrong this time, and I won't be getting blamed for it, so anyway. Makes a change. Makes a change for me to be getting blamed for something that I actually said. <laughs> oh God, right. Um, where are we on the next one? Intermediate. <laughs> where do I go from there? Moonkine and Liz Downey on ya. Um, Liz Downey making the trip down to Moonkine. Moonkine would have both teams actually with a very good win over the weekend, so they'll be looking to keep momentum going. But who's going to keep the momentum going, or are we in for a draw? Who knows? Do you know what? Both teams, obviously, yeah, two fantastic results round one. Um, I think this is a big ask, though, for Liz Downey to go down to Moonkine in their own backyard. I, I highly rate Moonkine, not saying that I don't rate Liz Downey at all now, but I do think that Moonkine are, they're going to be there, thereabouts, and I'm going to give Moonkine the nod on this. Okie dokes. So Moonkine getting the nod on this one. Uh, moving along to the Senior League Round 2 game, Pilltown and Barrow Rangers in Pilltown at 1 o'clock on Sunday. And I tell you one thing now, just even as I'm looking at this... Um, the amount of referees that are actually coming back to me at the weekend say that they're not available on either day is making me very, very worried indeed. But Pilltown and Barrow Rangers at the weekend. Anya, who's going to win? Yeah, another big game here. Um, both teams coming off the back of a loss there, but I suppose you would have to look at Pilltown, um, especially kind of having their players, you know, more available to them this year than they were last year. So just on that, and I think, I don't know, I think I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Pilltown on this one. Okay, well, it will be interesting to see whether we have um, Kellyanne Doyle back for this game or yeah. not. This, you know, will Karen Duggan feature? Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't know. Do you know, these things are all going to be revealed very mm-hmm. soon. Uh, we're staying down south, Glenmore and the Roarnestig in Park Naraha in Glenmore, one o'clock throwing on Sunday afternoon. Both teams with a loss in their first game. Yeah. So who's going to win? <laughs> Do you know what? I'm going to ever so slightly go with Roar and Stieg here. I think they, like both teams obviously need a bit of a pick up, but I suppose, you know, Roar and Stieg definitely kind of want to get back to where they were last year and they really need to be kind of, I, I suppose, getting a result here in this, as do Glenmore, but I'm going to go with Roar and Stieg. Okay, I'm not making any comment on this one because there's potential that I could be in the middle for this one as well. So just to be on the safe side in case anyone says anything, otherwise I'm staying shut on this one. But you're giving the nod to the Roar? Yeah. Okay, uh, moving on then to the very last game of the weekend and it is the meeting of Thomastown and Dixborough. This is a four o'clock throw-in and it is in Thomastown at the weekend. Um, our website seems to be having a little glitch at the minute because there's times not coming up, venues not coming up. But yeah, four o'clock throw-in on Sunday evening in 
Thomastown, the meeting of Thomastown and Dixborough. So, a repeat of last year's final. Who's going to come out on top in round two? Probably is the game of the probably is the game of the weekend, really, isn't it? Um, as you mentioned, last year's last year's county a replay of a repeat of last year's county final. Dix were very very hurt after that county final last year. Thomastown coming off the back of a loss, you know, from the weekend. Dixborough coming off the back of a win. Is it a kind of a revenge phase for Dixborough in this? I said it at the start. I wouldn't like to be playing Thomastown this weekend. I think they're going to come back with a bit of a snarl, um, and rightly so. Like you know, it's it's their it's their title to lose. Like it's they're the reigning county champions, um, but I'm oh, going to I'm going to give the nod to Dixborough. Okay, well that's fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's the way that's working out for herself. Overall, um, in the matches that you've seen the yes. weekend, the match obviously that you were playing in, uh, standard wise, early on, I know it's only the first game. Where do we see it ranking compared to last year? Like, are we improving? a little bit I know you said that some of the matches were becoming a little bit more physical that's what teams mm-hmm. like to see um, yeah. etc so where do we where do you rate the, the, the league start off early so far going yeah. into round two yeah good like I suppose you know from the games I've seen like I have been impressed with them there has been one maybe one or two games that have been on over the weekend Maybe the standards not so not so great, but again, I think weather wise, I think the weather has definitely yeah, impacted an awful lot. Um, but certainly, I think like standards of Camogie has been really, really good. You'd also and again, listen, I'm just going to be honest about it. You'd you'd also notice the difference between senior and junior and even intermediate as well there's a massive massive difference so like you, any team that's literally going to come up to intermediate or come up to senior they need to be ready because there's but I suppose that's down to the amount of work that's been done in clubs yeah. as well you know because some clubs might be training a bit more than others at the minute so they're maybe a little bit ahead of where yeah. everyone else is you know yeah. when you come later on in the season it'll be interesting to see mm-hmm. your thoughts on the teams that you might have thought were standing out a bit now compared mm-hmm. to what they are when the other teams get to the knockout yeah. stages later on. like the, And this is it, like I think the knockout stages, you know, everybody's kind of getting a chance, I suppose, with the format of it now. Like obviously you have your three games and then it's either, you know, a round one or a championship quarter final. But, you know, a team... Did that we do the format last week? No, I don't think we did. I can't no, remember. I just, just in case, if you are. So there is four groups in the senior um, and I'm going to stick with the senior at the minute. Intermediate, almost the same as far as I know. So the teams will cross over and that's why you see in the website that there's group one and there's group two. So for argument's sake, uh, I'll take you with Tolerone. Yep. You're in the group with... Dixborough and Spire Rangers. So it's Tolerone, Dixborough and Barrow Rangers that's in the same group which yeah. you cross over and you play one of the other teams in the other group. Yeah, so Thomastown, Young Ireland, Spilltown. Right, so that's group one or group two, whichever yeah. it is. So the six Senior. teams, yeah, the six teams will appear on the website. So you might be down at the bottom of the, the table, we'll say for argument's sake. Okay, at, no, I'm, I'm, no, I'm just taking you for an example. Um, you might be down at the bottom of the table with three points um, yeah. out of that, right? But because there's two other teams down below you or whatever you could actually be top of your group mm-hmm. um, and go straight through then into 
the quarterfinals because the top team in the four groups goes through to play in the uh, league semi-finals first of all and those four teams then get to buy into the quarterfinals whereas the teams that finish second in the group they go into bowl one the teams that finish third in the group they go into bowl two and the teams in bowl one and bowl two are drawn against one another Mm-hmm. So potentially, if you're in the same group as Barrow Rangers, um, or sorry, if you're playing a team like uh, Thomastown and they finish second in the group and you finish second in the group or whatever, uh, well, obviously the two seconds can't play one another. Mm-hmm. But if you played someone else in the group mm-hmm. before and they are third in the group and you're second in the group, there's a slight chance that you may meet one another again in the knockout stages. Okay. Very slight though. Yeah. Hmm. But look, it'll all appear and it'll iron itself and that, out. That's, that's championship round one. Yeah. 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 So the, the teams that finish second and third is the first round of the championship. Mm-hmm. Um, that is eight teams that's left in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is the first round games. So whoever mm-hmm. loses yeah. those games relegation. goes into the relegation semifinals. Mm-hmm. And whoever wins the games goes forward then to meet the other four teams then in the quarterfinals yeah. and like and I totally like uh, uh, listen it is it's great we obviously have more matches like you've three definitely in the league championship and then you know depending on where you finish if you finish top you're going to have like your league semi-final and your championship quarter final anyway um, but even it, if you're at the bottom end of it you're guaranteed five matches at least yeah. because you have your knockout stage yeah. you have uh, the Shield competition because yeah. obviously whoever gets into the, the relegations etc then there's a shield competition there um, I think on the senior I'm almost 100% I'm nearly 100% sure on that one Like so you're guaranteed at least five matches yeah Do you know what? and it's really good like as well but I suppose like it is it's going to come down to like these games are brilliant and whatever and like they're they are morale boosting uh, if anything I suppose but winning three games it still doesn't, you know. You're not. You're not. You're still only. You're getting to a, a quarter final of championship where you could be very easily knocked out and on your first day out as well. Do you know that kind of a way. Whereas you could go into a championship where you could finish bottom of your group, and you could be in championship round one and still get to a county final. You could. Do you know? Yeah. So it's just. Yeah. It's the look of the draw, and it's the way, and it's going to be how management teams are going to manage how, where when their team when their team is going to peak really and that's going to be a lot got to do with it yeah it certainly is well a couple of intriguing games that is going to take place over the week. you're like someone wants to say something there now so how did you guess yeah I know you too long well I'm no ray of sunshine so I'm going to continue not to be a ray of sunshine just a couple of things on the weekend's matches uh, just in case secretaries didn't pass on information this evening there was I was at four matches the weekend and there was an absolute an amount of mentors on the pitch when the girls were trying to play. Can we have a little bit of respect for the girls and just stay off the field to play when they're on it? Um, they shouldn't have to be told. Uh, the second thing was jewellery. Please take off your jewellery or cover it before you go out on the pitch. No, me, I don't wear jewellery. <laughs> I'm just saying, two of you are looking at me like I'm saying something wrong. Um, and if you have water carriers or hurley carriers, just be sure they have a bib on them. Don't have them coming in on the pitch in their strip because it's very confusing for the referees. It's very confusing for the other teams. It's just not the way to do things. Can I just ask a question on that? So so I've seen the email that was sent out, right? And I, I have sent it on. Don't you worry. Um though bibs wise do they, they don't have to say like banished or no. No. So they can just, just be playing, that they're distinguished as not being yeah. in their team strip perfect that's that's A1 that just a little bit of common sense cop on yeah perfect yeah. 
sort that out for you. Can't remember what the third, what was the third thing I put on that this evening? That you want to go home early and get a cuppa. (laughs) Ah, no, it's too late for having a cuppa now. I wouldn't sleep for the night. Never too late for a cuppa, I can tell you. To be fair, like, I think we've certainly had an awful lot of names for potentially for our team of the years as well. Oh, stop, I've been, uh, I've been, I think it's probably the first time since, you know, we started this that round one has thrown in an awful lot of names. Well, actually, we've been able to get around to an awful lot more matches exactly. as well at the weekend. Yeah, which yeah. And I have to say that help. was fab. It yeah. was fab not to have to wonder where was I going on a Sunday morning yeah. to get one match. Yeah. Because I could go Saturday and get two and go Sunday and get two. Yeah. And had Saturday not been so wet, I'd have got three. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was great. Oh, well, I was drowned it on Saturday, so... Yeah, no, it was, By the time it was, I got home and the whole lot. It was excellent. Right, well, it certainly has been an interesting first round of adult champion, league championship uh, games because obviously where you finish up in the league depends on where your championship is going to tell you or dictate of where you're going to start. But the results are up on kilkennycomogie.ie. The fixtures for the weekend are also on kilkennycomogie.ie. And we hope you enjoy listening to ourselves here on Come On Kind and... Also, I noticed that uh, some of the clubs are very good in putting in little pieces of uh, reports on matches. So it would be nice even for us to be able to see for games that we weren't at, you know, to see even the scores in the page. Because obviously there is going to be the top score again this year. So we are... uh, telling people to keep hold of the scores because we will be looking for them all by the time the championship comes around but hope you enjoyed last weekend's games I know Tullerone probably did thanks to me and as on you we'll said wait oh on. she's if, back as Anya said early on if teams could post even their first 15 yeah. online actually you did say that a couple of them done that at the weekend and it was great but I didn't see them Connie and, and Pilltown definitely did because um, it was it was actually because do you know what it was because I had went to the Conaghy ma- I went to the Conaghy's in Bridge Ballycallum match and I was trying to figure out who players were and I just happened to just go in online and check it and I just took a screenshot of it and I was like great now I'm actually able to pin Well I was at the Pilltown Dixborough match and I didn't see the Pilltown team until I came home because it was so wet in Pilltown I didn't take the phone out either. Yeah yeah, but it was uh, when I saw it, I thought, "Jeepers, that should have been fierce helpful." Had I known it was no, there. they they are very very helpful indeed. But um, yeah, but sure, look, we are up and running. We were waiting for this for a long time. It is the end of week one. We have the results of the first round of games. We have the predictions for next weekend. Whose predictions are going to be correct? Well. We'll find out again next week. Thank you all for listening in and hopefully, as we say, that you do enjoy the coverage of all of the League Championship games because we are here until the conclusion of those games with the weekend of the finals on the 21st, 22nd of October, which won't become long coming around because the intercounty season of 27 weeks flew by. So... You know, we're in for beating, I think, uh, 43 episodes that we had last year. So um, it's all go. It's all business. It's all busy. But we love it. What else would we be doing from myself, Anya and the no ray of sunshine here in the studio in KCLR? It's goodbye from the three of us and we'll talk to you again next week. Bye for now. Thank you. This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahmi. Oh,